babies. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Irene. Never say thank you to Irene unless you hear her say recording in progress. Lesson learned. I only heard Ray say it, and I just followed his dumb lead. Whose mistake is that? Yeah, that's my own. That's that's my own fault. I apologize. It was a big mistake. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to Irene. Lessons learned. Don't, no, don't say it. (laughs) No, just leave. Leave it at that. Uh, what the what? weekend? The weekend is upon us. What it was grooming day and uh, yeah, I know what day it is. Okay, we all know what day it is. It's your anniversary. Congratulations. No, yesterday was my anniversary. Yeah, whatever fucking day it was. When's this? So. When are you going out for cigarettes? Come on, I'll take you. <laughs> what's a uh, what's a one year wedding anniversary, but like a thirty five year relationship anniversary look like? It's year two. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. It's it's whatever Rich, year it is minus ever... the pandemic, so it's one. Okay, Rich, have you ever seen like an old Italian woman make handmade uh, pasta <laughs> in person? I don't know. That's or... a weird request. Now I have a picture in my head of you <laughs> in a fucking kitchen full of smoke. That's what I got. <laughs> Like white beater paneled cabinets and just <laughs> yeah. some woman no, no, making no, no. pasta. I, hold on, I'm talking about like the big old tits <laughs> hanging down from Bill. Like, you want your pasta, Bill Young? <laughs> it was, it was going to be a limp penis joke, but you ruined it. Got it, no problem. This is a Welcome to Sim Mind Sports Show Friday headline, September 17th. It's Citizenship Day, Bill. Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. It's just funny. You can never get citizenship in certain countries. That's why it's funny. Uh, But you can always get citizenship down at White Birch Brewing in Nashville, New Hampshire. Ray, address, please. 460 Amherst Street. Good side of Amherst Street. Get on down to White Birch Brewing. They got football this weekend, obviously. They got the flat screen down there. Wicked sick flat screen. Uh, They got wicked sick pints, wicked sick flights, uh, wicked sick hats. And uh, everyone down there is wicked sick. If you can't get down there, check out your local beer store. Uh, wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boy sent you White Birch Brewing. Why are we so wicked tonight? I don't know. You, you get you get on a roll and just go. I'm tired. There's going to be a lot of weird shit that comes out of my mouth tonight. Uh, and like the weird shit we put into... Never mind. Um, <laughs> we're going to start. <laughs> I love that slit. <laughs> That's a beep. No, it's not. What do you mean? <laughs> We're going to start Red Sox, Billy baseball. Uh, the Patriots obviously have their game against the Jets. We'll get to them. Uh, but the Red Sox are in a playoff race, if no one has noticed. 14 games left in the season, which seems a little bit bananas. Um, can I just say right off the bat that I wish I was more excited that the Red Sox were in a uh, hunt for the playoffs and every game for the rest of the year was going to be a playoff game. But I don't know if it's a combination of them playing on the West Coast the last couple of days and games starting at 10 o'clock, which nobody's going to be able to watch, or the fact that they pissed away the division at the deadline. Um, I, I heard today, and I don't know if we've gone over this, but Kyle Schwarber didn't play until you were already five games back of the race in the uh, in the division. 
and you signed him when you were winning the division. So mm-hmm. traded that, for him. Yeah. That, sorry, traded for him. So that, I don't know, that tells you all needed. So, so I don't know if it's a combination of all those things, but I wish I was more, ex- or it's just the fact that baseball is hashtag dead to me. I wish I was more excited about it. Uh, I'm trying. Hopefully when they get back to the East Coast and actually watch the games, it'll be better. Um, speaking of that, we're still on Dickie's path to the playoff. We're right on pace, Raymond. Two out of three from the Mariners. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, two out of three for the Mariners. Now, technically, you're out of the, the playoffs right now. The Blue Jays have been on an absolute tear. Uh, percentage points, you're out, but you're tied with the Yankees and Blue Jays. Outside looking in. However, uh, we've been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. You got nine games with the Orioles and the Nats coming up, plus two with the Mets. We'll see what happens with them. Yeah, And you got three with the Yankees. Mets so your path is there. The Yankees play garbage, too. You got They got the Twins, Orioles, and Rangers. And the Blue Jays should take a step back in the standings, you would think, if the Red Sox and Yankees handle their business against the garbage. They got six, the Blue Jays have six games against the Rays at, in their next nine. They should realistically take a step back unless the Rays take their foot off the gas down the stretch here. So the path is there, Billiam. The path is there. You got to take care of the shit. How do you think Cora manages it down the stretch here? You got to go all in. You know, you can't just sit back. The race is too tight. Like you said, your percentage points out of the wild card right now. You have nine winnable games against the Nationals and, and the Orioles starting tomorrow. So, I mean, these are the games you need to you need to win. This is going to win you the wild card spot. Get that number one seed. Go for it all. Run your fucking pitching is the be- like you did in the playoffs. I think that's – and then there's rumors you're going to hear it now that it's basically an all-hands-on-deck approach. Guys like Chris Sale or anything like that only go two, three innings. Guys are going to start pitching on their off days, which should be bullpen days, and that's what you saw. And I think you're going to see a lot of that going forward, short starts from these starters, and then you're going to kind of piggyback them up. You know, I mean, it, you got to go for it. You got to go all in. I mean, it, it's basically, you know, 14 playoff games right now and before you get to the playoffs just to get a one-game playoff. Like, that's the biggest thing. Just to, be, just to get a one-game playoff, you have to basically play 14 games, and you have to – you can't take your foot off the gas. You can't underestimate the Orioles team, which you should sweep, but they just put a – what, swept the Yankees or three out of four out of the Yankees last weekend? So, I mean, they're they're playing pretty well, and they, and they, what, they lost two out of three – just recently, too, this week. But, I mean, they've been playing well against the Yankees, too. So, I mean, you can't really sleep on them, but you should. You should sweep these teams, and you should lock yourself up when the last five games. you got a series against the Yankees, and that's it. You know, I mean, that should really – it should hopefully be over by then because the Yankees are just playing so fucking bad. So, teams like the Twins and the Rangers can really jump on it. They went, what, 13 games in a row, somewhere double digits right after when they got Anthony Rizzo and all that shit, and then they've been on a nosedive ever since. The, their team is very, very fucking talented, and they're nosediving. Yeah, um, I mean, we mentioned it. I've mentioned it. The Yankees were not as good as that as that stretch went after the deadline. The Red Sox were not as bad as that stretch after the deadline. Um, the Blue Jays have underachieved basically since Joe Carter hit the fucking home run. Um, so, you know, they're always going to be a threat. I just think I've been saying this, Raymond, how many, how, for how long the schedule is going to dictate the way this is going to come out. And you're, and you're, you're just looking at the next two weeks and the Red Sox, like he just said, built the Red Sox should take care of business here. And I sneaky think Ray, that that Yankee season, that Yankee series will be the clincher. You don't even have to get to the Nats. If you take two out of three from the Yankees, if you handle your business against the Orioles, you take two out of three from the Yankees, you should sure up one of those spots at least, especially with the way the Yankees are playing now. I totally agree. But to get to Bill's point about going all in, my biggest thought is what about the nerds? If Chris Sale is pitching well and he's at 80 pitch count, <clears throat> are the nerds going to tell uh, 
Cora, hey, take him out because he's at his pitch count or, you know, Valdi or anything like that. You don't ever know. These nerds have been taking I don't think game, Chris. Man. I don't think Chris Sale, if he's pitching that good, I think Chris Sale is one of those guys who will tell Alex Cora to go fuck yourself. I'm staying in the game. Guys like Evaldi don't have that power. Erod, Whitlock, all these guys that are starters, Pavetta, they don't have that. Chris Sale's a fucking ace of the staff for a reason. I think if it's a, no, let me finish. You've seen it. You saw it in 2018 when he was starting early in the season and dominating. He was telling Cora, no, I'm not coming out. Like he, he's not going to come out of these games. He's unless coming it's, after injury. This is like an injury thing. It's not like they, it's they've been ramping him up and we'll see. We'll see. I guess we'll just see what's going to happen because he's been out with COVID. He's supposed to come back tonight or I'm hoping he comes back on Saturday because I'll be at that game. So I'm hoping to get a, a Chris Dale sale uh, start no out of cares. it. But but the thing no. is, too, is that uh, real quick, uh, Rich, fucking a bill screwed my chain of thought. But uh, the bullpen, it sucks. So if Chris Sales is dominant and then they take him out because the nerds doing the math and said, oh, shit, he's almost at that pitch count. We got to take him out. This bullpen has been the weakest point of this whole team. So I feel like the nerds need to take a step back. Corey needs to manage this like he wants to and have full reins. Yeah, I, I want to get hold to the on bullpen. real quick. Hold on real quick before we go to the bullpen. Chris Sales, one of those guys, too, that's you're not worried about him facing the order three or four times. You know, he's a guy that you're going to want to go deep into games. He's not again, the, the younger guys. You know, the metrics going the third time Look. through the order. I don't I don't think sale falls under that. I mean, yeah, coming off an injury, yeah, you might pull him out of 80, 90 pitches, but I think if he's in a groove, you want to get him in the seventh, eighth inning. You're especially if it's an all hands on deck kind of thing going into, you know, try to get into the playoffs. Did you say deck? Yeah, all hands on deck. Oh, I thought you said dick. Sorry. Go ahead. You always have dick on your brain. Oh, that was but no, I mean, yeah, you know, it, but I'm just saying if it's an all hands on deck thing, like if you can get a long outing on your starter. Yeah. Oh, hands on dick is the only thing I can think of now. Like just like playing the game at the end. Just of think the of Irene. Bat. Just think of Irene's baby hands. Hands on dick. I'm sorry, Bill, to ruin your thought there. Uh, no, let me just right. say this. Bray brings up a good point about management because what you're saying about Chris Sale is probably true. And Alex Cora, the way he handled his uh, pitching staff and his bullpen in 2018, certainly went against a lot of trends that the nerds would bring in. Heim Bloom wasn't here. Heimblum's staff wasn't here. The management that what the Red Sox are dealing with now was not here. We watched and saw what they did at the deadline based off. They didn't think their team was good enough to invest in. Um, so it pisses not, me off. That's another thought. That, I'm not we putting need to anything get into past that. them. Ugh. I'm not putting anything past um, management coming down and tying one of Alex Cora's hands behind his back saying Chris Sale can't go past the sixth. I'm not putting it past them. Um I would probably lean towards your way and bet that that won't happen, but we haven't seen a Red Sox pitcher go into the eighth inning, starting pitcher go into the eighth inning. I don't think all year. You've all these um, got to the seventh. Yeah, he's got a seven a couple times. I don't think Did we've seen a starter go. go Didn't Erod? No, go I think Evaldi did like seven and a third. I all think right, he see did. where this conversation is going. We're trying to find one time where a guy went to the yeah. eighth inning. And remember, no, I know what you're saying. Ryan Bloom and his staff pulled Blake Snell in the World Series in the sixth inning and lost them a World Series. So keep that in mind. Um, and that brings me to the bullpen and, and your point, Ray. The bullpen does kind of suck. Fucking Ryan Brazier and his cocked neck is back on the Red Sox somehow. Somehow this fucking guy is back on the Red Sox. Ah, I don't, I hate this fucking guy. Matt Barnes will be back. Uh, he's looked like shit since they took the stick yicky away, frankly. Uh, and since the deadline, uh, Ottavino has been the same Ottavino all year. He's been up and down. Uh, oh, and he won both, he won both the there. series games in Seattle. Uh, out of you know the both wins yeah try to let me finish and then you go bill out of you know, uh nice pickup in seattle 
fucking see how see what you did to me. Payback's a bitch, motherfucker. <laughs> All, All hands on, on dick. All hands on dick, baby. Uh, what do you think they're doing with the bullpen, uh, Bill? And do they? Is it just a situation where Cora picks his four or five guys and goes Whitlock, Ottavino, Barnes? Brazier, uh, Robles, probably. I mean, Hansel and Gretel ha- might have it. He, I know, but he's saving. He got a couple saves, but ideally, you you want to hopefully slide Barnes back into that closer role, and then it sets up out of you know, kind of pitch what you've really been seeing him in the one. He pitched an inning in a third, the last game kind of got the win there. Pitched really good, a couple strikeouts. So I mean, that's where you want, and then. I, yeah, Garrett Whitlock in a lot more high seven, you know, high situ, high pressure situations. I'd slide him right at your seventh, honestly. But I don't know if Cora trusts him that much, you know. And especially if you, sorry to interrupt you, but who else are you going to trust? <laughs> the, the Brazier and the Robles, and I Fuck. think those. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I, dude, I'm on your train of thought. I just feel like if it just look at this workload, Whitlock's and the situation he's been in, it's not a ton of high, super high uh, situations. So we'll see. I mean, but there. If you can get something out of, you know, Barnes to 90% of what he was early in the year before the sticky went away, I mean, he stabilizes that back end. You're not going to start worrying about a lot of these fucking extra inning games if you can get a stopper in the back and they don't have it right now. And if he can return, you know, that's going to sure up a lot of weaknesses. But I don't have a lot of hope that he is. But, I mean, he gets there, you know. Yeah. What about Garrett Richards? What about Garrett Richards? Garrett Richards right now has been pitching. He's been sneaky. Okay. And especially if you're thinking about long men, if you do make the, make a run in the playoffs, Garrett Richards, probably a guy you want there. You're not going to put Martin Perez, honestly, who just came Mm -hmm. off the COVID list. I just think his move to the bullpen has been kind of like seamlessly, you know, and I I think he's pitched. Well, I thought he pitched well after Tanner Hook yesterday. Uh, Yeah. Yesterday, you know, after he only lasted what three innings, four innings, and that's a big knock on him. He can't go long in these games at all. So I mean, you're if he continues to pitch, you're going to continue to need one of those guys, and no one trusts Martin Perez. So I mean, Garrett Richards is you know he could be your long man out, and you know if you get something out of him, to think about how they use Evaldi Sale, all those starters in 2018. I'm not saying he's going to be great at it, but if you got a guy that you could throw in their seventh, eighth inning to get to your closer, if Barnes is there, I mean that's the hope that you're getting. Richards It's just a hope you get a spark, and you've kind of seen a little bit of it. Imagine that, Ray. Garrett Richards, after this entire season of the no jacket, the sticky crying, the $10 million for this guy that just flat out sucks. He comes and he's a key part of your bullpen. Back Can you just into your bullpen to get into the fucking playoffs? Dude, that would be crazy. crazy. That's crazy. That would be the greatest storyline going in. The what, a, yeah, look, what an arc. Rich, what an arc. Look at Avaldi. <laughs> honestly, look at Avaldi when they traded for him in 2018. He started okay as a starter, got taken out of the rotation and I think got a necessity in the playoffs. They they're like, okay, we're going to kind of start you. And then he caught fire. I'm not saying Garrett Richards is going to do that, but if you can get something impactful in the late innings in a, in a playoff run, I mean, that sure is up your bullpen so well. And I'm not going to try to compare the two, but that's a hope is that like, yeah, that trajectory. Not, Garrett Richards is not going to be 2018. And he doesn't throw 101 miles an hour, which is no, no. But if you, I, I understand what you're saying, if you can try and fill some of that role, uh, real quickly, uh, try not to Billy Rambles this. Is Nathan Evaldi? Yep. Could Nathan Evaldi be the MVP of this team? Uh, fuck. Let me let me give you my the reason. The, really quickly, we can revert back to this. Obviously, Devers, uh, JD, Bogarts. You know the big bats in your lineup. Was this on the email? I didn't see that. No, it wasn't. I just okay. Thought of it. That's it, why it, they've carried you. They've I carried read it. You. 
<laughs> we actually got him uh, off off script. They've carried you obviously offensively, but every time, not every time, but when you've needed an inning, you know, a seventh inning, sixth inning kind of big game from a pitcher, you've always been your guy and you've needed that a lot in the second half of the season. And I just think that, um, he's been the one reliable pitcher on your staff all season long. And he's had some really big, nice games, um, when you've needed them. So yeah, I valuable, uh, he probably doesn't beat out a Devers or a, or a JD, but Bogarts, you know, Bogarts yeah, I mean, he's right up there. He's got to be top three. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that I had no faith in at all coming into this season has made every turn in the rotation. He's made every one of his starts. He's an all-star this year. He's still throwing hundred miles an hour late in games. Again, he's the only pitcher to go long and for the Red Sox this year. So, I mean, yeah, he's got to be top three. If you're, he's probably, you're definitely your, your number one MVP on, on your, for your pitching staff. That's I mean, you sure. keep throwing, sorry to interrupt you, but you keep throwing him out as, as the uh, playing game starter over Chris Sale, potentially. Yeah. And I, again, I think just his track record at home in his last eight starts, his ERA is under one and a half, you know, he's got three wins there. And I mean, he's pitched really, really good and he's pitched very well against the Yankees in his career. And I just think at home, I mean, that's the guy you want because if you got the Blue just, Jays, what if it's the Blue Jays? Oh, yeah. You, at home. I mean, ideally I want Chris Sale, but I think if he's not held like a hundred percent on the top of his game, like it's a no brainer to go to Valdi. And then you, if you win there, you have sales, you know, as a game one starter, it's just going to be tough. I do not want to see the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are going to destroy the Red Sox. That offense and pitching staff is too good. Well, let's, let's see, you know, 14 games is not a lot, but it's going to seem like an eternity to, to get there. I feels like it feels like, and uh long story short, if Chris sale can come back here after the COVID and be, as good as he was when he came back from the injury, you got two good starting pitchers. And uh, if you're going to try and get a playing game and then, and then start a series, that's good news for you real quickly here. We went through this a couple shows ago, but uh, it's going to be important moving down the stretch, the best lineup moving forward for the Red Sox, uh, Kyle Schwarber, uh, in one of his f- few appearances at first base for the Red Sox, cost Number five. The Red Sox- <laughs> fifth appearance, right? Cost yeah. the Red Sox. Uh, the game in Seattle with just one of the simplest plays, worst errors I've seen in a long time. I don't necessarily blame Kyle Schwarber. The guy's never fucking played first base. He's been in the league for 10 years. They just decided to throw him over there, but he cost them the game, um, which leads me to say, you know, where should they play him? Bobby Dahlbeck, Bill, you brought this to attention, our attention today, hitting 242 now on the year, uh, on pace for 30 home runs, consistently in the sixth spot of the lineup. Seems like a reliable bat that um, has moved away from strike. Remember, our, one guy. you remember our our Dahlbach watch when <laughs> yeah, it was like two oh two. Like he's two forty two. I mean, he's he's showing confidence. He's hitting home runs. I think he's got twenty six. 25, 26. I don't remember right off the top of my head, but it's right up there. Ray, look it up, please. But I mean, he's. I mean, they moved him up. He was batting nine. Now you got a legitimate threat with Renfro, Dahlbach. I mean, you got. Even Schwarber in your lineup, I've actually liked him coming off the bench late in games. You saw him come up with two big hits in the both wins in Seattle. You know, he had a bases clearing double in game two, and then he he added insurance runs in extra innings in the third game. But he's been this. he's been nice off the bench. Twenty two, twenty two. So I hope. Yeah. So I'll maybe not exactly I, uh, thirty, but I um. I have a lot more faith in Kyle Schwarber coming off the bench as a pinch hitter than Brian Dahlbach. And when we say pinch hitter, Bobby, I don't, Bobby, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't consider 
a Kyle Schwarber, a pinch hitter, as a guy that comes in situationally. I look at him as an offensive substitute, as, as yeah. if you would look at a defensive substitute. He'll come in in big spot. Like so if, if you're down, or you know, if you're down on the game, you you a runner two, you bring in Schwarber to uh, to juice your offense. Same defensively. Uh, Jose Iglesias, I think, is going to be the odd man out of this, even though I love fucking Iglesias. I hope not. I'm telling you right now, I think he, he deserves to be there, and especially if you're going to sacrifice defense in the outfield. Right? Well, so, gonna, I mean, well, you well, gotta, let's look at the lineup real quick because uh, the, here's the odd man out. It's going to be um, it's going to be Schwarber, Kike, Renfro, or Iglesias, or Dahlbeck. But you don't have anybody that can play first base. Brian Dahlbeck basically has to play because he's the only guy that can – play fucking first base yeah i mean that's the, a, tri- the schwarber uh mystery and trial going the guy's got to play because he's the only guy that can play at first base defensively well and he's playing every day his, his defense does suck but i mean right now he's hitting his way into the lineup he's hitting right-handed pitching he's hitting left-handed pitching and again he's hitting six like you can't really yeah. go around him anymore and glacius probably does look like the odd man out i don't mind him coming off the bench you know you're going to pull schwarber out in late in games and then you're going to start putting kiki out in center field and then Iglesias is your second baseman but right now the way they're playing it dude the, did you see his double play the other night the backhand he is just so fucking good defensively and like he's so mad when they traded him Seven years ago for uh, Brad Peavy for the Detroit Jake Peavy, Jake Peavy, Jake Peavy. Sorry. Yeah. For Detroit. I mean, yeah, yeah. Jake, Jake Peavy and Brad Penny. I got him too. Confused. Yeah. It was yeah, Jake, yeah. Jake Peavy. They got him from Detroit. Yeah. They won a, a um, world series, but what are you going to do? I mean, he's, he's actually hitting to like two, almost two seventy. but that defense right now. And in, in Europe, I'm sorry to ramble, but you're a team that's fucking terrible defensively and he's the, the best one of the, the best defensive shortstops in all of baseball and now you're playing him at second base and he's looking just as good if not better defensively than any other second baseman right now it's hard to take him out of your lineup but at the same time kiki's playing good and then schwarber again i like him coming off the bench honestly and i, I feel like he's going to be more matchup dependent come in early in the game remember pierce mitch moreland they kind of got in games early in the world in the world series in the playoffs in 2018 i kind of like to see that role because honestly, you're in the playoffs. You got to want to prevent runs, especially when your starters are only going two, three innings and getting pulled second, third time in the lineup. You're going to want to fucking low scoring games. And when you're that bad, Arroyo out, all this, all this other shit, you got to play Iglesias. I would start him and, and figure it out and have, again, have Schwarber just kind of come in in big moments, moments, and then go from there. It's an interesting take. Uh, you might have talked me into it. Uh, you might have talked me into it. I, I think the. Um... You know, the lineup has options. I think the lineup has good options for core to play with. It, it's all going to be pitching de- dependent. And but what, hold on, we're and, what and this all does, de- what their no, staff it, does and what their uh, bullpen does, obviously. And then the lineup, I swear to God, it's all dependent on Dahlbach right now because if he's hitting like this, you can't take him out. But if he starts to fault there, then he's out, and then you're riding the Mitch – I mean, uh, Kyle Schwarber experiment at first base. You're going to have to. Good luck. I'd put Iglesias at first base before I might put Schwarber. I'd put De- – honestly, I'd put Devers there, and I'd probably move Iglesias. You could probably dabble him at third or something. Do whatever you want. They're not going to, at this point, 14 games left in the season. Um, well, we'll see. Uh, we'll be co- keeping a close eye on it. Now they're finally back to the East Coast. These, t- these fucking 10, 15 games that ended like 3 It's ridiculous. Who the, like, who's watching that? The no, last game was great because I could listen to it on the way home, and I was like, "This is well, that awesome." Was early, right? That was yeah, a it was a game f- out west. Like four fifteen. It was like yeah, four getaway game. Getaway yeah. game is what they call it. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. getaway. Get on, get away. Um, all right, we got we are on Red Sox watch. That was a lot of baseball talk, right? Sorry. Uh, oh, Patriots and Jets. Week hey! two of the NFL season. Uh, is that a new Wuhan? 
Yep. Are you wearing? Oh, I got mine upstairs. Number DS. Uh, Jones himself, Mac Jones himself, the future. Uh, this kid just continues to uh, soil Bill Belichick's pants all all day long in front of a fucking camera, doesn't he? Like, have you been listening to this guy's this kid's pressers? He sounds like a like a, mouse. a robot. No, it's like uh, a robot. And he's just saying. Oh everything. yeah, Bill. Bill took him over. You, someone yeah. wrote a column on it today. I forget who it was. Like uh, NBC Boston or whatever it was. And it was like, yeah, you could tell he's a product of Bill now because all his press comments are, oh, yeah, you know. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if he's a product of Bill because, like, Gronk, when you listen to Gronk talk, obviously he was a product of Bill. When I don't want to talk to Gronk. He's dead to me. Sorry. When you listen to Mac Jones talk, he's got kind of his own little uh, mannerisms and kind of sayings that he says. It's not like he's reading out of the Patriots handbook, and he hasn't been here long enough to start ad-libbing. I think this kid – I'm buying his act as I guess my point. I, I, I think he is that kind of either robotic or like intense or I'm only buying his act. If he wins some fucking football games, well, let's talk going to wear real thin. If you keep losing to shit teams. All right. Ray, are they beating the jets? Why? Yes. Uh, Bill Belichick's 21 and six against rookie uh, co- uh, quarterbacks. So he is going to destroy the jets on Sunday. Who was the last rookie quarterback that he destroyed? Can you guys remember that off the top of your head? Tua Tagovola Bolia. How can you still not get that name? Josh Allen. That was two years ago. Sam Darnold. Those are guys that he – I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's been a while because, again – Mahomes? He didn't – I mean, he shut Mahomes out. He didn't destroy Mahomes. Mahomes threw for over 300 yards in every game. He also wasn't a Justin Herbert. They play Justin Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert. They played them last year. Yeah, he. Yeah, good one. Got it, Ray. There you go. The homer. Or came you, you could can't you go like Drew Locke or shit. Dever quarterbacks or like this. They weren't rookies. Herbert's the guy. Herbert's the answer. Uh, they destroyed Herbert as a rookie, as a good rookie. They destroyed him. So if if anyone's on Ray's train, the homer train, that Bill Belichick still has the juice to destroy rookies. Go look at the Justin Herbert tape and compare it, and we'll see if he can do that to. Uh, Did you hear this Wilson though? Like and his uh, rich uncle uh, selling off his fucking plane tickets. Have you heard? I so saw I, they were talking about this on something, right? And it was um, every time he compliments a quarterback, if he could say he like makes the throws and doesn't like elaborate on it, it's him basically saying, Yeah, we, we don't value this quarterback at all. <laughs> like he fucking sucks. Cause like if you talk about like Rodgers and all these other guys, he just he goes into great details how great they are and all this other stuff. And all the other shitty guys, he's like, Yep, he can make throws and that's all he says. So that's basically him telling him, like, Yeah, we don't value you. you so what do you say about Wilson? I don't. I don't listen to any of the press conference. <laughs> I haven't heard. Um, <laughs> let's move. <laughs> moving on to Mac Jones. Why do I, I gotta listen to a press conference? I have to imagine that the that Belichick and McDaniel's saw enough out of that Miami game from Mac Jones to take the training wheels off, have no limitations within the offense and within the play calling, and just play this game as if it was anybody else back there, a quarterback that they trusted. The Miami Dolphins are a good defense, not a great defense, but the number one uh, defense in turnovers last year. They threw the kitchen sink at Mac Jones. If you listen to any of the, the experts there, the, the Bedards, the all the 22, Bulls, right? Is that what it is? They threw every type of scheme and coverage and fake this, fake that at Mac Jones. And we saw what he did. 74, 74% completion. He was the third, third most bliss quarterback in all the, in the NFL last week. Ray, you have to imagine they're going to open this offense up for the for the kid. And uh, the Jets' defense is ripe for the tight ends. We talked about it with Miami. It didn't really come quite to fruition like we thought so. But you got to expect a big game from Mac here against this Jets' defense in the in the soft zone. 
in the middle. So the, the other report today, too, that I heard was that the Dolphins knew some of the plays that the Patriots were running. And if that's the case, too, when Mac Jones looked that good against the Dolphins that knew what was coming at him, I pray for the Jets in New York because he's going to fucking light it up if they don't have it. What do they you mean they have, knew, the, knew the plays? The whole winking thing. The, go ahead and explain the wink. Do you want me to explain the wink? You do it. You're better at uh, articulating things. So go ahead. Uh, the, there's a video that came out. Might have been. Funny I know. I heard. I heard the wink. I've heard about the wink, but I didn't know the backstory. I didn't. Shut. Care well, to then read shut it. the fuck up, Bill. All right. I talk. Go. You talk. Good God. Uh, there's a video of Mac Jones under center calling the plays. He looks at Landon Roberts and gives him a wink. Like oh, fuck. I just hey, got wet. Hold on. Hey Ray. I'm wet. <laughs> hey, Ray, last night was grooming night. You know, <laughs> that's what he gave him. And afterwards, it, it was, uh, I think Mac Jones said, yeah, they called out our play. So I gave him a wink and said, yeah, you got it right. And probably <laughs> completed a 16-yard out. So No, uh, it wasn't. It was a that. run play. This it was fucking a... kid's got balls, man. He might sound like an absolute dink on the pressers, but he's got balls out there. Remember in practice against the Giants, uh, this was his practice against um, – uh, uh, inter-squad practice they beat the defense for two touchdowns and he was throwing deuces at matt judon who's like probably <laughs> the scariest motherfucker out there nope so, we'll never have done that <laughs> dude they, uh, the whole team's like ranting and raving about this kid it's a lot of hype surrounding it just back it up that's all i'm saying you know i mean this throw touchdowns wins with fucking games stop pissing away these games and i know it was the running backs but there's plays for you to make you check down a lot that when there's open receivers down the field, you heard it and fucking Zoe was saying it in the games, you know, and you saw it, you got to start taking chances, make some throws like these long fucking drives ending in field goals, score some fucking touchdowns, back up this hype, back up the little cockiness that you got. Let's go. This is a perfect team to get you rolling. Cause you got a good team in new Orleans coming in. You know what I mean? So like, this is a team you can't overlook them. You need to have Mac Jones look like a fucking, a, a, competent quarterback stop wasting these two eight 280 yard games in a touchdown where game you should have won because this is a team you should beat up and you need to win this game and you need to roll this team and he needs to look like a quarterback put him as you said rich put him in every situation throw the kitchen sink at him and let him complete some passes unleash these fucking tight ends you don't don't wait until the second third quarter to do it fourth quarter when hunter henry finally got involved let's go stop disguising what they're doing Run some fucking routes and let them attack. You had uh, Kendrick Bourne, 41% of the plays. You know, that's kind of a joke. You spend pretty good money on him, and he's supposed to be one of the guys in your three wide receiver sets. You know, that's it. I just don't like it. I want to see some more uses because I thought he made some plays. He's getting open. He's quick off the line. These are the guys that Mac Jones needs to have chemistry with and get him on the field. And this is the team. You should run and crush this team. You can throw on him, and you can run on him. I'd like to see uh, uh, switching gears a little bit. I agree with you. Bill, I think, I think that they can go. We saw them five wide in the preseason. We haven't they went seen five. five they went five wide in Miami, but only a few times. We haven't seen five wide regularly in New England since 2000. That's a Tuesday at Irene's house. <laughs> that was a layup. That was a fucking layup. Since regularly, since probably 2017, since the Eagles Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> since then, it's been uh, tight running back formations. Uh, yep, time to get rid of that shit. Time to get rid of that shit. Give me some J.J. Taylor, Ray. Uh, let let these passing backs get out there. Put your two tight ends and your three wide receivers and let the kid fucking dice it up. Uh, it, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Bill here. I, don't, I think you can win games 28 to 24. You don't need to win them 17 to 16. Just it's the it's 2021 in the NFL. Throw the fucking ball. What you want to see what you have with him too? 
I mean, this is the perfect opportunity against the Jets. Bad Jets defense. See what you got. See what you got with the kid. Let him go out there. If he makes a mistake, see how he regroups afterwards. You know, if he throws in his first interception, see how he takes that and learns from it. Let, let this kid fucking – you need to see it because this is your future. And if it's not your future, you got four more or three more years to be like, all right, now we need to address this. So that's my thought. I ag- I agree with that, but I also disagree with the sentiment. I disagree with everything Ray said just because. <laughs> I don't like the sentiment of let's try this and let's try that and let's you know work our way in and work. You should be fighting for the division this season. You should be taking every single game to win it. Like I, you're not good enough to treat these first four games like the preseason, like you used to, and you're not bad enough to to de- to develop your team you need to play every game to win i don't i don't care if you have a rookie quarterback right now he just proved that he can be a competent quarterback to win you games you have to go into every single game and win not try this and try that and oh i agree i'm not saying try this and develop that no fucking win i'm saying take Watch the training him. i'm saying take the training wheels off let him fucking go let him be an nfl quarterback not a project that they're trying to do back there let him fucking go and sling the ball well, you saw it more in the second half. I mean, you know, he had 38 passes, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they, he, they let him throw, and he needed every one of those 38 just to be driving for the end of the game. You know, I mean, I, I think 30, between 30 and 40 passes, you know, I mean, I don't, if you, if he's throwing 50 times a game, that's not good. You're losing those games, I, honestly, because that you're playing catch up. Like you, you want him in that 30, 35, honestly, passing yard and then just running. You're a good running team. But Bill, if you if you look at that game and the way they played that game, I'd be interested to see. First of all, I don't know if we can uh, get this on the fly, but how many passes did he throw in the second half? I bet it's a, a big portion more than the first half. We know that it is. And if you just watch the game and the game flow, it didn't seem forced. It didn't seem like they were out of character. It was, you know, we talked about this on our Tuesday show. It was the red zone. It was just yeah. the way that they managed the red zone and handled the red zone. They got conservative or Mac Jones didn't take the, uh, the shots that he might he sh- that maybe he should have. So uh, I'm not necessarily worried about um, the upcoming weeks against the jets and Mac Jones. I'm just expressing my opinion on what I think they should do and what I think they will do. I honestly think that they'll open it up here. Um, how about on the other side of the ball, Zach Wilson, number two, overall pick, uh, Bill's, fa- Bill's favorite Bill's rookie. favorite rookie of all time. This guy sucks. Uh, everyone is going bananas about his arm strength. I heard this stat, too, that they were talking about how bad Zach Wilson got beat up, and he did get beat up pretty bad. Uh, I think they had him for like four or five hits on the quarterback. Yeah, Mac Jones took twice, twice as many and looked twice as good. So I think yeah, he's, he's also not a string bean. I think that he can run around and make some plays, which is uh, given the Patriots troubles in the past. Uh, Corey Davis is a legit wide receiver. Kid, the guy's burned good. you. He's burned Jameson, you in the past too. <laughs> Jameson Crowder has burned you in the past. Uh, so there's a couple guys out there that, that I would uh, keep an eye on, but I do not. I expect this defense to, to lock down. I expect this defense to lock down again. Against yeah, and the rookie quarterback. Starting left tackles out for uh, Jets on Sunday, too. So uh, rush, 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 blitz, blitz, blitz. Do what you got to do, but get to Zach Wilson. Yeah, they can't run the football either. I mean, I think they're with Michael Carter there and uh, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's washed up, and Michael Carter's a rookie. They still can't run it. And again, they just lost their best offensive lineman. They've lost every defensive lineman free agent they've brought in in the last year. You know, they've tried to get everybody. They suck. You should be able there for their defense is terrible. And then again, you should be able to get all over Zach Wilson. You should be getting uh, right. Zach, stupid Wilson. 
Zach Wilson, yeah. yeah. Uh, what Quinnen Williams? Is it Quinnen or Quinnen? Yeah, they, they, for, he was drafted what third overall. F- yeah, he's a couple good. years ago. He's disgusting. But everything else is they can't rush the quarterback. You know, their their team is good. Their, their team has de- two decent wide receivers, and that's it. So I mean, cover those guys up and dare them run the football. But I still think you you got it to to a pretty good with just Matt Judon and Josh Uche. I expect them to double the pressures on fucking uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I like them. I'd like them to approach this game. Um, with the mentality that you can win scoring 30 as opposed to you can win scoring 20. And that's how I'd like to uh, the get the confidence and have him run up the score too. If you both, get the chance both offensively and defensively, that's when the Patriots have been at their best in their history is um, going in thinking you're going to score 30 and they're going to score 20 and you win. So I think that you can do that against this team. Um, all right, uh, let's go to, well, I'll give you, uh, obviously we expect a cleaner game, less fumbles, hopefully no fumbles, uh, less penalties for sure. I would be surprised if it was as sloppy a game as we saw in week one. Uh, I think we're all expecting better than that. Uh, some injuries to keep an eye on Trent Brown and that calf. And has he been ruled out yet? No, no, but I, I don't think he was back in practice today. He was, on he was not. Vanoy was also out. Ronnie Perkins and Kajus was also dealing with some things. And then on the John practice- Smith, John New Smith's eliminated from practice today. So he got added to the injury report late, but. Jalen Mills, Duggar, Aguilar, and Quinn Nordine. I think the only guys to worry. I think the only guy to worry about is Trent Brown. I think everybody else will be playing. He didn't uh, participate yesterday, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So yeah, he's out. So probably out. Yeah. Justin Heron and uh, same with Van Noy didn't participate Wednesday or Thursday, so he's out. But high tower, other, high tower Everyone else was limited practice, so they probably they're probably going to be. Oh, well, I'd be surprised if Van Noy was out. He's, if he, he didn't, didn't participate, yes, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So Bill's got a Bill's got a thing. He's if he's you know because Friday's a walkthrough. You know he'll be back. He'll be questionable. You know he'll limited participation in the walkthrough, but I don't expect him to play if he's missed the, for those two. It's just something Bill does. Yeah, especially this early in the season. It's week two, bro. Yeah, bro. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that there's been plenty of guys that don't practice and play, especially considering the uh, the veterans. Just, just saying, it's just usually the norm with uh double what's the predictions what do you got there uh uh, give me a score give me a we all expect the pats to win how big 28 17 i'll give them 31 17 uh i'll go 24 14 lower end uh all right uh, let's finish this up with some more uh nfl talk a couple other uh tidbits to get on before we end the show uh do you guys catch the overtime uh game on monday nights Ravens and Raiders. What a fucking debacle on both ends of that game. First of all, I don't know if you guys saw John Gruden came out and said he couldn't find the fucking kicker. They wanted to kick the field goal. They couldn't find. Yeah, they took the delay game. So Derek Carr just threw up a bad footed fucking Hail Mary, essentially. And the Ravens let it happen. And they let it happen after Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball away. This kid's not a winner. Toot toot. Give me Kyler Murray. Been saying it for years. Lamar Jackson will never win a goddamn thing. And he's uh, regressing, right? That's the word. He's yep. regressing. The guy won MVP, and he's been uh, mediocre to bad. Of the, uh, league quarter, not bottom of the league, but he's been a mediocre quarterback ever since. Who? Um, can I ask you a question? Who do you think has more 300-yard passing games in their career, Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Enough, enough said. Thank you. Oof, that's a tough stat to come back from, Lamont. Two to uh, one. Two to one. And he's been a starter for like four years now. <laughs> Once has he thrown for 300 yards. 
Oh yeah, but he's got all this. Nah, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Hey, anyone believing in Lamar? Good luck. That's all I got to tell you. And just watch him. Watch the games. Watch his body language. Watch his facial expressions. He's a fucking loser. He's they're on loser. their twelfth running set of running backs. They just heavy on Bell. Uh, Latavius Murray, Devante Freeman, and some g- corpse of Tyson Williams. There you go. I don't know. You scored. Yeah. So uh, did, did the Buffalo no. Bills are the latest to require a vaccination from fans to get into the stadium. Ironic because uh, their <laughs> number two or three wide receiver, Cole Beasley, is leading the charge against vaccinations, uh, who's also in the building. Just thought it was funny. Uh, Buffalo Bills. This I I mentioned this. I think you guys were on board with this fucking COVID stuff. I, the Bills might the Bills might be a little squirrely this year. I honestly think that they might be a little bit squirrely this year. They could be. I mean, because they're one of the least vaccinated team. Them them Minnesota's up there too. Uh, yep. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I I think you know that's one of the one of the driving factors in Cam Newton got cut because I think it's puts too much question marks into your quarterback situation. And it's funny that Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer got rid of their masks right after all that something went on. So it's like, you know, it's kind of weird like that. So, I mean, you have to take it into consideration. I mean, requiring the fans is one thing, the players, I mean, you heard New York city, like the Knicks basketball players, shit like that. They got to be vaccinated in there. Fuck it. So, I mean, it, it could easily start crumbling these teams. I just, I, you know, to stay away from whether it's right or wrong to to require it, just the idea that if you're the Bills and you start losing, whether it's because of COVID or not, and there's this kind of underbelly of like, you guys are refusing to get vaccinated, you could be popped any day, we might not have you for the game, and everyone's kind of riding that stress fence, and you lose a couple games, that's the type of thing that couldn't implode a locker room and send a, a team that was expected to go to the Super Bowl to fighting for the division, losing the division and losing in a wild card round. Can I ask you a question? A very realistic track for a team like that. So say Buffalo just kind of gets fed up with Cole Beasley and they cut him. You take it on the Patriots. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Uh, actually, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Uh, Josh, here's a, guy, here's a guy we could talk about taking back the Patriots. Josh Gordon is back and from the back and back back how many back, times back? Have he, has he been reinstated is this the sixth or seventh back sixth or seventh back he's Josh played 14 back games or 13 games he's still on his rookie contract isn't he no <laughs> that'd be amazing no, I, don't, I don't think so uh sure? real quickly uh yeah the last ta- i think the last season with the patriots remember he played a lot of page he played 10 or 11 games one year you only really have to get in six or seven you have to you know what i mean because there was when he got suspended that one year with cleveland he got suspended pop for 10 games, came back. He had to play all six and they suspended him for the last game of the season. Cause he was drinking on the team playing or some shit. So his contract rolled, but he played 10 games for the Patriots. Their Super well, Bowl. The Patriots year. gave him a contract. They gave him a one. Yeah. Year they game. signed him a one year deal. He's been off his, his rookie deal. And then Seattle re-upped him last yeah. year when then he got popped again last year. Either so way, I mean, he's making less than he made on his rookie deal. That's all you need to know. Um, let me just get this off my chest. Simone Biles. How does he US. have money? He probably doesn't. I have no idea about that. The U.S. gymnastics women's uh, team and Simone Biles went in front of Congress today to uh, testify against Larry Nassar and the FBI about not, uh, uh, you know, taking their um, taking their allegations seriously against the sexual abuse and all. And uh, you know, good for them. Obviously, Larry Nassar's a fuckbag. Send him to the prison that hates pedophiles and watch him go bye-bye and these fbi credence that 
couldn't that didn't take anything seriously or didn't do their jobs correctly fuck them too fire them send them all to jail but the lack of outrage from these fucking twitter moms that went bananas when she quit at the olympics where are you now where are you now you hero worshipers where the fuck are you now when they actually need you when they actually need you to put pressure on the u.s gymnastics organization and u.s olympics organization and the fbi where the fuck are you now you're in your little coffee shop saying how brave they are to get in front of congress fuck these fucking people and fuck twitter i just needed it sorry just needed to get off my chest you want to talk about heroic not quitting in the Olympics, going in front and the, of fucking Congress, going in front of Congress it. and telling the FBI fucked them. That's brave. That's brave. That cancels careers and fucking lives. And these girls did it. Good for them. That was awesome to see. And fuck all these Twitter moms that were bitching at people telling them it wasn't heroic to quit in the Olympics. Go ahead, Bill. They backed her when she lied. That's it. Now they don't. Fake outrage. She did lie in the Olympics, by the way. She said it was mental health. That was wrong of her to say. She made a mistake. I don't hold that against her. This girl's fucking awesome. She's, She's a, and a, a big, a big, 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 uh, you know, thing here. And, and good for her. I support fake her. 100%. Hero. She's a fake hero. No, she's not. She's a real hero for this. She's not for quitting the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, and then real quick, sticking to real heroes, uh, uh, little tater tits on the pitch. The U.S. women's. Soccer team have been offered the same contract as the men's U.S. soccer team. I throw it over to you, Tater Tits, as one who is not in favor of this for your own reasons. Anything to say? Whoop-de-doo. Good for them. It's about fucking time. They've been carrying the U.S. soccer team. They've been carrying U.S. (laughs) soccer for like 30 years now. The men's team's a fucking joke. Yeah, I mean, they might not bring in the viewership, but they're a powerhouse for the, the world. Pay them what they fucking want and what they deserve. They're winning gold medals throughout the Olympics. Yeah, they didn't have bad fucking Olympics, but they're winning World Cups. They're winning World Cups. Can I ask you a question real quick? Yep. All right. I have two hold tickets. On, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold Just on. Just let me get my thing on the mute button. Go. I have two tickets. One for the Men's World Cup and one for the Women's World Cup. What- this has been the Simplemon Sports Show. Friday headlines, September 17th. We will see you on Sunday for early lines. Uh based on last week you might want to fade us um but we we were good last year so keep an eye on it we'll see you on sunday for early lines bye-bye 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 and your answer bill oh i'd go see the women you Fucking liar! You're just on Rich's side because you don't want them to make you cry tonight. Who's playing? Match soccer is fucking stupid, dude. They suck. What, women's World Cup? Do I have to go to every men's uh, game? U.S. men's game or U.S. women's game? U.S. Or women's just game. the World Cup. World Cup. Then you go to the men's World Cup because you get to see the Argentinas and the Germanys of the world who are good. The men's <laughs> U.S. team sucks. They fucking suck. If you give me tickets and I have to go watch every U.S. men's team ver- game versus every U.S. women's game, I'm going to the women's. Rich, that's a trick question. The U.S. men's team will never make the World Cup. <laughs> what? They go to the I World Cup. I don't understand oh, why why Doughboy Doughboy is dying on this hill. Like I hate Rapino. I hate Megan Rapino. I don't give so a fuck. So do I, but give them what they fucking deserve. They've been carrying U.S. soccer for 30 fucking years. There's 20 other something girls on that fucking Who's team. that chick that which 
uh, whipped her tits out. Brady Chastain. There you go. They're saggy now. That was a long, long time it ago. It doesn't matter, go. That was almost 30 fucking years ago. She was paid in sports bras. They didn't even give her money to play, probably. Probably. Uh, probably. Yeah, you're an idiot, right? Uh, good for them. Glad they got this. You're money. just realizing this now? No, we live. We realize it our whole lives, but we just yeah. need to stress it daily. Huh, perfect. Good to reiterate. <laughs>